everyone and welcome into QA about ESL podcast. In this episode, I am going to share my story about learning English, starting at school in Russia and to the ESL classes at Irvine Valley College. That was a hard way of learning, but this is my way. For sure, I can't say that I am proficient in English, but those years brought the experience which now is the base for my ability to talk. The problem I was facing are common for many ESL learners. I didn't have such a source as the internet back to my time. Yet, I can share with you tips I found there now. I hope this episode will be helpful to you. Let's dive in. I'll try to make it as conversational as possible, so I'm sorry about my mistakes and all uh, wrong words I will use, but uh, I hope I'll still be can be understandable. So, first of all, I want to tell you how it all started. Um, for sure, as for many of you, uh, my first um, meet, uh, meeting with the English language um, start at school. So, in Russia, uh, you start to learn English in fifth grade. Um, it's mostly British, uh, British uh, English and um, teachers trying, doing their best, but usually it's not so um, good result, really. So, yeah, at first it was very, really fun because it's interesting for children how to learn no, no new, new language, especially in my time, because uh, back in the days it was a time of... Um, uh iron curtain was fall so many new information just came in and it was so amazing to have this uh experience and to have this chance to learn english but um uh, unfortunately our teachers weren't prepared to uh so good as we <laughs> wanted <laughs> so um because many of teachers they didn't have a practice in real language so they knew the rules uh and uh, that's why they basically um uh, learned uh, teach, teach us so um we just tried to understand how uh, language works and all this but in this this particular time um again after the soviet union fall so uh it was the time of um uh, when many uh americans hollywood's movie uh came into russia and uh, uh, for sure it was mostly illegal uh and the interesting part of it that uh this uh spending time of watching movies gave me a good base uh good vocabulary base because all those movies they were pirates uh pirate so um you can hear uh even though they had kind of uh translation there but it under this translation it was very um I'm a tourist and um, so basically you can hear English language too and uh, this is how my first uh, English language vocabulary was shaped so I just learned uh, many words uh, from movies uh, mostly it was for sure some weird word because if you remember some uh, movies from 80s and 90s they kind of came into our country in one time and it was so 
funny to learn English by this way and especially um, actually for me in the age of nine it was uh, very fascinating to see um, Star Wars for the first time um, vocabulary from Star Wars uh, wasn't so good <laughs> it wasn't so useful but still this was the great story which is uh, uh, shaped not only my language partly but also my understanding of movies my desire to uh, to be a filmmaker partly uh, so um, the biggest problem for for school was the motiv motivation because I didn't see the need uh, to learn to study because you just know you need to get a grade and that's it so that's all what you need basically uh, and uh, actually on the motivation part I find a really good uh, thing to uh, listen and now you can hear those tips this is a Russian speaker girl she has her own YouTube channel uh, and uh, she have good uh, tips for you to listen Hey, so today we are talking about something very important, which is my motivation. Where did I start to draw it from in the beginning of my learning progress and where do I draw it right now? Let's find out together. So I started learning English pretty much like all the other girls and boys in my country at six years old in the primary school. And uh, it was pretty much compulsory and our teachers were not motivated to make from us fluent English speakers for sure So I cannot call it proper learning because we pretty much had unsystematic lessons every now and then like a couple of times per week and this had continued until in the eighth grade my father insisted on hiring me a private teacher and now this is a common practice in Russia because people in general and parents in particular are generally not satisfied with the quality of state education at schools so therefore we hire a lot of private teachers so I hated learning English at the time frankly speaking because I was like 15 and I didn't understand why do I did I do it and I didn't have a purpose so for me it was utter disaster and I tried to make up reasons every now and then why shouldn't I go to the class and I even tried to speak my parents into stopping the classes and canceling the tuition but thankfully they didn't do it because it saved my life well, not saved, but changed my life completely. So I was basically that typical unmotivated teenager student until one day my teacher gave me a task and she was a very strict teacher. Like she used to give me five pages of prose and like words to learn by heart and then to make me write a lot of essays and learn a lot, a lot of grammarals, which is amazing by the way. I think this is the only way, such hard work is the only way to make any progress. So one day she gives me that huge task which was very daunting for me because I had quite narrow vocabulary and the task was to listen to a tape uh, you know we had those old stereo systems and on that tape was the dialogue so to listen to the dialogue and write everything down like every word that I hear basically write down the whole dialogue from what I listen to and 
yeah, it was difficult. I remember sitting in front of that stereo system, unwinding and rewinding the tape back and forth, trying to capture those words because I didn't understand them. I was sitting with my uh, book vocabulary, like I didn't have the internet back at the time at all. So I was trying to find in the book, in the vocabulary, in the dictionary, I was trying to find the words and identify them. And suddenly, I felt very peaceful because the day was so beautiful. It was sunset and uh, my vocabulary pages were crispy and like I wrote a lot. I loved the process of writing and I liked the British accent on the tape. So everything was very pleasant at that moment. And I thought, well, this is not that bad actually. And I'm making some progress because several months ago I couldn't even express my thoughts in English and now I can say a couple of <laughs> sentences and I thought that this might be not so bad as I thought before. And from then on I started to like English, like gradually, from liking it that much now I love it a lot and I think that was a starting point for me. So now when I myself started to teach English, I understand as well how important it is to dedicate a lot of time and attention to writing essays and perfecting grammar and improving the language from different dimensions, not only speaking section. Where did I draw that motivation from to stay on top of the learning curve then and now? while I'm still obviously learning new things about English. First of all, it's expectations of people surrounding me. If you lack motivation, try telling your friends and family about your goals in learning English. In that way, you're less likely to give up on that when they expect from you success. Second, visualize your progress and your goals. For instance, you want to move to the United States in order to study there. So visualize it in detail and it will be easier for you to reflect on that in the future and to draw that image of your future success in your head. Then, if you're expense-driven, try buying a course or a book so you need to justify the spending in the future and start going through them and learning. Also, for me, it works to visualize where I don't want to be in the future. I imagine the failure in detail and then it makes me very determined to not let it happen. Another very cool tip is to start teaching your younger siblings. And as long as you have learned a little bit of grammar, you're capable of now sharing that knowledge. And when you become a teacher, you're also responsible for providing the credible information and then you're also obliged to perfect it every day. Then definitely make planners for your study. They can be daily planners, weekly planners, monthly planners and track your progress because this is the ultimate motivation driver. And also the last one is to find your study buddy, someone to study with you together. And whether this is someone online or your friend with whom you will be sitting every other week together and learning new things about English and trying to speak to each other, it doesn't matter as long as you set goals and achieve them together and help each other along the way. And now that's it. I will be off to a party and hands the red lipstick right now on me. Good luck with your motivation! So in the age of 36, um, 
me and my husband, we won green card lottery and decided to move from Russia to US. And our first place to live was Sacramento. And uh, this is a whole different story with the, the studying English. Um, because uh, I was thinking um, that it's so cool to be uh, in US. And in the US, you particularly, you, you can learn English easily because everybody speaking speak English so unfortunately for Sacramento this is a kind of um, not true because in Sacramento uh, we lived in Russian speaker speaking speakers community so and um, it become harder to learn language to practice English because uh, everywhere in Sacramento wherever you go so Walmart or other stores or um, even uh, some restaurants you can find Russian speakers so and basically uh, the interesting part that uh, many of them not from Russia many of them from uh, um, ex-Soviet Union republics such as uh, Ukraine, uh, Moldova, Kazakhstan. So uh, it's not many Russians, Russians there, but it's many Russian speakers there. <laughs> so, and um, my experience um, from learning English in those times, it was, um, I start, I find, I found um, uh, adult school which uh, has uh, this uh, ESL classes and uh, from one hand it was great I mean for sure it's more practice than I uh, could ever get uh, and uh, also this is a really cool um, program and I like how we how we spend our time in class uh, but unfortunate part was uh, because this is kind of um, just supportive program it's not in particularly about um, uh, language skills um, so we um, all the students were like different levels of English and uh, uh, sometimes uh, some assignments uh, were too easy, sometimes too hard, so you never can um, get the proper way of learning. It, it was many Farsi speakers there and many Russian speakers there. So after um, one year in school, which is actually one of the best, one of the, my best year, um, uh, because I get many friends from this class, and especially uh, my friend Lena, we still uh, we still uh, in contact, so we still talk with each other, we still uh, keep in touch with her. So, um, uh, despite that, I just decided to go and learn English in college. So, um, uh, it actually also was connected with uh, this rule that uh, you are not since you are not a um, resident of California, all the cost for you, it's become like in 10 times uh, than regular price. So it's too uh, expensive to learn, to study. Um, so uh, since uh, one year we moved, uh, I just decided to go to American River, River College and I start started uh, my kind of more... Um, more suitable ESL program. Um, again, it, it was great. I love the way how we learned it. So I love the way that we used uh, classic books. Um, um, we read... Um, I can't remember what is 
the name of the book, but it was really cool to see English uh, literature classic um, and uh, read it in uh, like in native language because it's a big difference with translation. Um, so and um, but still uh, the class was like uh, half of the class were. Russian speaker students and it's despite though teacher tries professor tries to do her best to keep us keep us talking English only uh, it's still not always happened so unfortunately and I find found uh, very interesting uh, tips for those who are studying English either from their own country or uh, from uh, the their own community here in the US and don't have a lot of um, practice, unfortunately. So let's hear it. Tip number one, live with native English speakers. A great way to pick up English is to live with native speakers. By living with English speakers, you'll have plenty of opportunities to practice your language skills. From listening to their conversation to observing their pronunciation, you'll be exposed to endless vocabulary phrases and conversations. Living with English speakers will also take you out of comfort zone, encouraging you to speak in English in order to communicate with other roommates. Tip number two. Label things in English. A simple way of improving your English and widening your vocabulary is labeling things in your home. Simply putting a stick note on items such as phone, microwave or toaster will help you to associate the words with the item and will eventually help you to embed it into your memory. Tip number 3. Imitate. It sounds simple, but one of the best ways of you learning English is by imitating those who are around you. Not sure how to pronounce a certain word? Copy the things you hear from other people. Trying to distinguish between which greetings are acceptable in social situations? Imitate a native speakers. From so copying facial expressions to conjunctions, shadowing and native speakers is one of the most natural way to learn English. Tip number four, read, read, read. One of the best and most effective ways of improving your English is to read as much as possible. From books and newspapers to emails, menus, transport maps, cereal boxes or social media feeds. It's important for you to read as much as you can get your hands on. Each piece of English content will give you a new selection of vocabulary, grammar and punctuation, while each publication will give you a new interpretation and context of different writing styles. Tip number 5. Find a job or volunteer. A great way to learn some English and improve your language skills is to get a job. With benefits that include increased conversation and expo exposure to vocabulary, working in an English speaker profession will force you to speak English for the majority of the day. If possible, try and volunteer somewhere where there will be lots of customer interactions or in the front of house role, and this will be required to speak English to customers. 
If getting a job isn't an opportunity for you, volunteering is another way you can improve your language skills. Tip number six. Watch English TV programs. If you're looking for a more light-hearted way to learn English, try watching English television and films, and YouTube, I would say. Whether you're a beginner with a basic understanding of English or are learning at an advanced level, there are plenty of benefits to watching English TV programs and films. For beginners, watching TV, English TV in your native country's subtitles not only gives you the opportunity to visually associate translated words with what is on your screen, but also has the added benefit, benefit of letting you hear how words are pronounced. For those who are at more of advanced level, turn off the subtitles and see how much of the conversation you can understand. So uh, let's go, let's back into my moving from Sacramento to uh, Orange County. Uh, my long-term dream is becoming a director of photography and the understanding of a part which language plays in it gradually appears in my head. I've decided to go to college. I am a big fan of the community college system. I found Irvine Valley College in my area and enrolled in ESL class. I know that the efficiency, efficiency of the studying connected with involvement in the studying process. I can give you a few uh, tips from my own experience. First, it's group studying. Group studying is very helpful, helpful uh, not because you are practicing language, but also you practicing thinking, think differently. Because when you have, when you, uh, when your learning involves uh, many different people with different backgrounds, you can just uh, see how they think uh, and uh, see how they uh, learn stuff, and it's really helpful. Um, you also can find a way together, a better way to, to do stuff than uh, you can find, uh, find out it by yourself. Second tip is studying out of the, out of the home. I know nowadays it's not so um, useful tip, but still you can go out, for instance, go to the park or uh, go just um, sit in the... Uh, in the backyard or wherever you have uh, something uh, place to learn to study or uh, close to pool for instance or somewhere else um, social you can still still keep social distancing but it's really helpful because your brain uh, has kind of habit uh, how to act uh, in in your home because home is mostly place for rest mostly place for um, um, for just spending time with your with your family with your friends, so it's kind of uh, reduce the chances of learning new stuff. Mm, the, your brain become more lazy, kind of. So I know it's not sounds too uh, scientific right now, but uh, just I, I I hope you just get the idea what I meant. So try to uh, change your uh, learning. Um, 
your location for learning. Try to make it uh, different each time. So next, the next, uh, my next uh, tip is the Pomodoro technique. Maybe you've heard about it, but this is very useful technique which uh, based on the understanding of um, how brain works again. Uh, despite though we are grown up, we are uh, adult people, we are mature, our brain still works kind of uh, with periods. Uh, so I know for the ch children it's really hard to be focused on one particular thing more than 20 minutes. Uh, but then, uh, but uh, for us as a uh, as a grown up, we have the same problem, the same type of problem. Uh, so and the Pomodoro technique is um, states that uh, each 20 minutes you need to. Uh, spend about five ten minutes in rest your your brain works better in this case because uh, your brain uh, very focused on for those 20 minutes for instance and then you just give him uh, give, give him a chance to um, to proceed all this uh, stuff which you learned so this is the best way of uh, learning new words especially uh, new concepts um, so give yourself like uh, this those periods of uh, just resting. Next tip is um, use Quizlet. Quizlet, this is the app for iPhone and for Android. It's really cool. Um, tool for learning for studying English especially for new vocabulary words so you can just upload existing uh, kind of cards from there but you also can create your yourselves cards so it's better because when you produce them yourself so you you also uh, involving your brain into memorizing this so it's really cool you can uh, set it up like uh, it will um, help you learn it will help will have um, a notification special notification you can use so to study with the special periods like uh, for instance first time you have this like gap with two days for repeating the um, your uh, set of words but then it's become like once per week and longer longer and this way this those words are become uh, memorized uh, not only for short memory but for long memory as well Next tip: Use internet for the for learning. Uh, YouTube channels are especially helpful. Uh, find your own teacher who can uh, double your in-class progress. So find uh, some person on YouTube which you will follow and uh, which you uh, which uh, lessons you will use for uh, support your uh, general language general language classes. It's really helpful because when you have uh, someone uh, trustable uh, on the internet and you can uh, get the ideas from the person you understand better. So, and uh, But this is uh, just uh, supports the idea uh, of uh, learning or studying in, at college. It's not the main source of the language, of learning in language. 
one more interesting um, interesting and helpful tip uh, I find it interesting but it doesn't work completely because unfortunately nowadays te uh, telemarketers is mainly uh, just uh, pre-recorded um, uh, messages so but uh, do not reject unknown phone calls for sure if you hear something uh, weird like uh, someone calls you from uh, social security or something never um, trusted it's totally frauds but sometimes the tel telemarketers and uh, they can't hang out on you so and you can practice English really well also uh, try to uh, get the advice each time you go to the Walmart or other stores uh, try to get the advice from staff there so it also helps you to practice English my next advice is um, take a free course learning how to learn from Coursera Coursera it's free available for everybody app uh, and site also uh, which uh, has many free uh, free lessons um, but this lesson this particular course uh, about learning how to learn it, it helps you um, know better how to learn English well really it's uh, it's not so hard in understanding so you it's in, enough to be like on the medium on on the medium level of in English to understand also this course uh, has different type of uh, subtitles so probably your language uh, is there so you can just use subtitles to understand it more but it's really good course uh, to know how brain works uh, how your own brain works and how you can help your brain to uh, get this to get this healthy habit to learning more So today it was a little bit uh, unusual uh, episode of podcast QA about ESL. I hope you like it and please let me know about it uh, somewhere in comments um, and uh, see you next time. This show is produced in partnership with Saddleback Radio. Next episode you can hear on Monday at 2 p.m. Have a great week.